Hey guys, welcome back to the Far Better Podcast. Glad that you're with us. Uh, today we have Jameson Stewart. I'll let him introduce himself in just a minute, but since I have your undivided attention right now, I'm going to say something about Jameson. You ready? Jameson forgot to bring my trophy tonight. And that trophy is for fantasy football because I kicked his butt last year. We're not going to talk about the year before that um, at all. Uh, it did not happen. You know, 2019 did not exist. Uh I'm glad for 2020 in one regard only, and that's that fantasy football trophy I got. So it's good to have Jameson on the program. I'm going to let him introduce himself now, and then we'll we'll do a lo- few more introductory things and get into the episode. Jameson? Uh, yes, my name's Jameson Stewart, <laughs> 2019 fantasy football champion. Um, <laughs> the only year that matters. Um, it's the only year you won. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, married to uh, my, my beautiful wife, high school sweetheart, Ashley. We have three children. Uh, three small children, um, but blessed to have them uh, preach for the West Hobbs Street Church of Christ in Athens, Alabama. Uh, really thankful to be there. Uh, we've been there for at, since February of 2021. When you're listening to this, however long that however long that is, that's how long we've been there. Yeah. Um, but just thankful to be able to do this. Uh, one of the po- I guess the podcast I host on the Scattered Broad Network is. The Asking God Why podcast. So super thankful to be able to do that, and just glad to be able to do this. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of funny. Jameson and I have overlapped in the three most important works that I've been involved in in my life. Um, we overlapped when we went to GBN together. We were working there. Uh, you you came a little bit after I'd already started, but we worked for a few years together there, and then we overlapped my last six months at MSOP when you were starting. And now we've overlapped again with the Scattered Abroad Network. So we've known each other for years, and we, we just can't seem to get rid of the other person, you know? <laughs> Grew up going to camp at Sardis Lake. Yeah. So, yeah. And that, that fantasy league we're talking about, I think it's this is like the, the 12th year that it's been around. So, I mean, we like each other, if you can't tell. Um, you know, Jameson has always had just the most unfortunate injury luck every year. And 20, 2019 everything hit just right for him with his injuries at the right time. He set his lineup so great and perfectly. In 2020, I came back with a vengeance. But I should have retired after 20. You really should have. That would have been the perfect time. You know what? I retire. That's it. Um, that's what my dad did. He he beat me, and then he said, I'm done. And he never played fantasy football again. <laughs> that's right. But uh, I'm really glad to have Jameson on the program. I've always looked up to him and have enjoyed getting to be able to work with him more closely and appreciate the work that he does here for the Scattered Abroad Network. Today, we're talking about family vacation. We're taking this family vacation before the summer starts, and we're talking about problems. We have three problems over the next three weeks that we're going to look at. And today's kind of a problem that, depending on how you look at it, people are very divided about this subject. And I know if you saw the title, you might have clicked this episode just out of spite because you don't like the idea of being told to avoid debt. but I want to give you some statistics here. Debt is a is a big problem. In fact, if you look at a you look down at this article by Dave Ramsey, and, and I know, I know, but he's right. Okay, just look. <laughs> Dave Ramsey writes, and uh, money ruining marriages in America. The number one issue couples fight about is also a topic many couples avoid discussing: money. According to a new survey that they did at Ramsey Solutions. Money fights are the second leading cause of divorce behind infidelity. So it's cheating on me and fighting about money. That's, that's the, the hierarchy, if you will. 
Sometimes the two go hand in hand. That, that's unfortunately true. Results show that both high levels of debt and a lack of communication are major causes for the stress and anxiety surrounding household finances. In late 2017, Ramsey Solutions, leading company in this financial education, conducted a study of more than 1,000 U.S. adults to gain understanding of personal finance behaviors and attitudes, as well as how married couples communicate and relate about money. What do you think they found out? The larger a couple's debt, the more likely they were to say money is one of the top issues they fight about. Almost half of the couples with $50,000 or more in consumer debt say money is a top reason for arguments. Those who say they have a great marriage are almost twice as likely to talk about money daily or weekly compared to those who say their marriage is okay or in crisis. Final statistics here. Nearly two of all three marriages, two-thirds, I should say, of all marriages start off in debt. One-third of people who say they argued with their spouse admitted to hiding purchases from their spouse. That's a bad decision, by the way. Uh, You know, hey, honey, where did this come from? You know what? It just showed up yesterday. It just kind of popped out of nowhere. And 94% of respondents who say they have a great marriage discuss their money dreams with their spouse. 45% who say their marriage is okay or in crisis discuss their marriage, their, their dreams with their spouse. And 63% of those with 50000 or more in debt feel anxious talking about their personal finances. Now, I need to be clear on my end. I've struggled with debt. That's, that's been a problem in my life, as I'm sure you could say that, that you know, you've had moments too where debt has kind of had a little bit of a stranglehold on you. We can still learn to manage our money better. So, Jameson, why is debt such a huge problem? I think debt becomes a just a really big problem when when it gets out of control. And I guess by out of control, I guess I could mean a couple different things here. Uh, first of all, debt can get out of control really through, I guess, just unpredictable things happening in our life, uh, things that can be difficult to control. Yeah, You know, I think about, and all these things, some people in the last year and a half, all this has hit them at once. You know, maybe someone lost their job uh, during the last year and a half. There's a lot of people who lost their job when COVID hit. Um, health problems hit, or the economy takes a downturn. Back, I'm sure everyone can remember the the first half of 2020. For yeah. some people, all three of those things hit at one time. Right. And sometimes debt can get out of control due to unforeseen circumstances. Um, now there's things we can do to prepare for situations like that, but there's some situations that, you know, who saw a global pandemic coming and everyone would be at home for whatever it was a month. Some people in some States were home, you know, four months, five months. Who knew that was coming? And how many families said at the beginning of 2020, this is the year, everything's going to go our way. We're going to save, we're going to do all this stuff, but because they didn't have a nest egg or something like that already started. It kicked their butt. Yeah. You know. How how many twenty twenty vision sermons were preached at the beginning <laughs> of twenty twenty? That's right. And that's then right. they were reminded, oh yeah, twenty twenty vision is looking back, yeah. not looking forward. That's right. Um, that's right. But but so that that's one. And it's it's unfortunate. It's just it's a reminder. Yeah. And the Bible makes this point is life is unpredictable. And I guess live life knowing that there very well could be some unpredictable things happening. So plan for that the best you can. Um, but then also out of control debt, to me, there is a, a part of that that can be controlled. And that comes down to when when spending is out of control. Right. We're just, you know, who, I like that. Yep. I want that. I'm going to go get it. 
And even, whatever we have to do to get it, if I have to put it on this card, on that, whatever I have to do, I'm going to spend money. And that's, to me, when debt becomes a huge problem, it's when, especially when we could have controlled it. Right. But we just didn't tell ourselves no. Yeah. And you think about that for a second. You know, the Bible is all about delayed gratification when it comes from a spiritual perspective. Let's look at this and say, I'm going to be able to say that I'm not getting eternity today, but I'm living like I will. I'm living and I'm saving up, so to speak, so that when I die, I get the reward. Financially, the same process would work. You know, that that delayed gratification of, hey, I want to buy a new car. It's $10,000. I don't need a new car right now, but I could put aside, you know, $1,000 a month, you know, if I save properly. And in 10 months, I could buy that new car in cash. Maybe you can't do $1,000. Okay, can, can you do 500 Can you do 300 Can you Can you take 100 you know, and just and figure out the best that you can? You know, do, doing what we can to say that I don't have to do it. Now, I want to be clear about this too because I'm a little different on the Ramsey plan. I, he would call it Dave-ish, you know. You're just Dave-ish. You're not really fully bought in. I do believe that there are some things that that are understandable. A, a need of a bigger car, you know. We just had a second baby now come into our world. Uh, at the time this is airing, you know, that the baby should have been born or is is being born. You know, maybe at the time that you're listening to this, I'm at the hospital. Who knows? But I know I need a bigger car now for my wife. I don't have thirty eight thousand dollars to just drop on a van outright. Most people don't, and you know the people that do. Man, that's awesome for you. Why don't you send me a check? You know, um, and so I, I do think the Lord understands stuff like that. I need a place to live. I think the Lord understands. That. I don't need a, a, a seven hundred thousand dollar mansion, you know, or a million dollar mansion to live in. But I need a place to live, and I think the Lord understands a mortgage. I, I do believe that God understands those things. I think it would be wise for me to get out of those things as quickly as I financially can, because then I have more money to 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 be able to do other things, you know, to give back to the church or to invest in a work and do all of this stuff that I can do that I'm currently not able to do because I'm kind of handicapped. But I also don't think the Lord is going to say on Judgment Day, because you had a car payment, you can't make it into heaven. Because you had a house note, I'm not letting you in here. But what you talked about, the the idea of I'm going to do whatever I can, put it on whatever card I can to get it, that's where the issue comes. And so the, the second question I've got is, what does debt eventually end up doing to families? Well out-of-control debt, and we've already talked some about the differences between good and bad debt, uh, it, it, as you've already mentioned from some of the statistics earlier, it very often leads to extreme stress yeah. and anxiety in families. And, and I think, too, it keeps, it keeps money at the front, the forefront of our mind. It's like, whether you want to or not, if you're stressed about money, you're going to be thinking about it all the time. Right. And that produces worry and anxiety, which is not what Jesus wants. You know, I think about the second half of Matthew chapter six, and it's, ta- you know, Jesus does not want us constantly worried and yeah. anxious about the things of this world. Right. You know, certainly we have to have, you know, as he even talked about, you know, food and clothing, things like that, but it's, you know, live a life trusting God. And so in approaching debt, it's really sort of about, okay, I want to live life 
focused on things that are above uh, right. Colossians chapter three. And if I let my debt get out of control, I'm I'm opening the door to something pulling my focus off of what it should be. Right. It is really you know, and so what debt does is eventually if we don't address it, if we just let it loose, let it out of control, it's going to pull our focus from where it should be. Yeah, and I mean the Bible doesn't say the use of money is the root of all evil. Yeah. The Bible doesn't say the existence of money is the root of all evil. It's the love of money. It's the the money is more important than anything else that I do or have. Yeah. When I look at money that way, I will justify anything I need to justify. Yeah. And you know, like uh, when when a new dryer needs to be purchased, you know, wouldn't it be great if I could have the six hundred bucks to go and drop on that? What can I do to make that possible? Is it being more intentional by refusing to eat out more? Is it being more intentional by saying, hey, I can shop at the grocery store and I don't have to buy all the name brand stuff. I can shop at Aldi. I can shop at Kroger. They're not sponsoring us, but I wish that'd be really cool. But um, they're not doing anything of that nature. But, you know, can I shop at a place that I can buy the amount of groceries I need for a month at $300 instead of $700? Where's that 400 go now? Well, some people say it goes towards that new stuff I want to buy. No, four hundred dollars goes towards something else, and so it's the it's the idea of intentional, yeah. you know, purpose with our money, and so I guess the question that we want to kind of close the episode out with this is not a in depth look at debt, but I want to say this before we go to this last question: money is a tool; yeah. it can be used like a hammer. I, I said in a Bible class years ago. Now, I can take a hammer and bludgeon someone to death with it. I am fully capable physically of performing that task. There is nothing that would, no angels coming to stop my hand. You know, it's not going to be a situation where, oh, all of a sudden I don't know how to pick up a hammer anymore. I have the wherewithal to do it, except for one thing. I'm a Christian. And it's wrong to bludgeon someone to death with a hammer. I was, I was getting kind of scared, so <laughs> right. I'm glad you brought that up. You know, there's a hammer over here on the <laughs> desk, Jameson, and uh, if you don't answer correctly. <laughs> um, but, you know, you, you think about that. I can also take a hammer, though, and nail a picture frame to the wall of my family. You know, I can also take a hammer and build something, you know, to, to benefit a family that needs a, a desk purchased and built or a, a house. I can nail, you know, I can do that with a hammer. The same tool for both things. They are on completely different sides of the coin. Money's the same way. Yeah. Money can be what makes me or what breaks me. The question that we want to close with is how can we avoid debt becoming a problem? I guess really I guess two main things I have as far as this goes is first of all, um, pray. Pray about it. Um pray about, by the way, pray about anything that in examining your life, you feel like this is either a problem or this is becoming a problem in my life. Pray about that. Um, and pray about it, too, is something we mentioned earlier, because sometimes debt becomes a problem due to events we can't control. Yeah, uh, Life is unpredictable. Um, at the time of recording this, I've recently preached a sermon. Um, I'm preaching through Ecclesiastes at West Hobbs Street, and I, I was preaching Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11 and 12, and I... I I read something I, I haven't read Ecclesiastes a whole lot in my life, um, and re- preaching through that and studying through that, Solomon made a point that life is unpredictable. Yeah, uh, He says the wise person doesn't always have enough to eat. I mean, we would think in life, well, the wise individual, 
they're going to figure out a way to always have enough to eat. But he says life is unpredictable. It doesn't always work out that way. And he also points out that the person with good understanding, they don't always become rich. And it's it makes sense. Hey, someone with you know good money skills, good financial skills, good business skills, they'll become rich. But Solomon says life's unpredictable and it don't always happen that way. So pray about life because life is unpredictable. And knowing that, put yourselves and put your life and what may lie ahead, trust God yeah. and and make sure your focus is where it should be. And then the second thing that comes to my mind is, is evaluate our relationship with things or with stuff, I think as maybe Dave Ramsey calls yeah. it, stuff. Evaluate our relationship. Think about things. Are we are we spending too much money on things that we don't really need? Yeah. You know, are we just, ooh, I like that? Because if we're not careful, that can dip into the realm of of envy or jealousy. Mm-hmm. I want that. I'm going to do what it takes to get it. It could dip it could dip into that realm. Um, do we, and even just then from a financial standpoint, do we owe money on things that we don't really need or use? You know, if you're making a payment on it and you don't use it, you know, figure out a way out of that. Right. And, and this goes back to a principle. God wants us to be a good, a good manager Mm -hmm. of the things he's given us, whether that's our talents, our abilities, uh, you know, the things we can do, uh, whether that's the job that we have whether that's the financial resources that we have, God wants Christians to be good managers of all that they have. Yeah. You know, you add one letter to the word debt and you have the answer. Debit. Oh. <laughs> Debit instead of credit, right? You know, yeah. you, you it went you know how I've heard some NFL players say this and as we kind of bring our thoughts to a close, their financial advice, and it's kind of hilarious to think about NFL players making millions of dollars giving financial advice. But the financial advice that's given is uh, <laughs> Marshawn Lynch said this to somebody: "If you can't buy it twice, don't buy it." Yeah, I saw that the other day. And that's a, that's not a, a new thing that's just with him. You know, it's it's a kind of an age old wisdom. But you know, do I need to buy that thousand dollar TV if I don't have two thousand dollars in my bank account or three thousand dollars in my bank account, where I could say I can buy this twice and still have money left over? Do I need to buy this if I can't buy it twice? And that really is kind of a secret unlock, you know, to to the secret of of avoiding debt. Live within your means to the best of your ability. You know, like you said, if if you look at that vacuum and you're paying $150 a month for that vacuum because this salesperson came in and she showed you how it works and you never use the thing, that's a problem. You know, you got to figure out a way to make that work for you. But debit instead of credit is is one way. But if you're going to use debt, you got to be very careful. It's a snake. I mean, you can pick it up and you might get lucky, but that thing can bite too. And I, I can tell from experience, you know, the the weight that it feels to have this payment here and this payment here and this payment here and this payment here all add up to one big payment. And to to kind of sit there and go, how am I going to make this work? How am I going to figure this out? And it, it it changes when I realize that I have to be mature enough to know when to say no. You know, there are hobbies, there are things that I want to do, things that I like to do that I can't do all the time. 
I'd love to go and have season tickets to a Steelers, you know, season. I'd love to have season tickets to the Grizzlies, to the Dodgers, to the Ducks. Number one, that wouldn't work because I don't live in all of those cities. But number two, I don't have the money. And I don't have to I don't have to spend my money on that to have a life worth living. And the number one advice that I think I would give on making sure debt does not become a problem is stop comparing your life to the lives of those that have more. If you don't have that as your story, it's really unfortunate for you to put your value in being like that person who has had a completely different life than you. I mean, James, you know, you've got three kids. I've got two. One's not even here yet. It's on the way. We don't even know what the baby is at the time that we're recording this. I can't live like I've got three kids. You can't live like you got two. You know, you can't live like you have one. And Drew Suttles, bless his heart, can't live like he has one or or three. He's got four. So, you know, you look at all of these things going on, and the, the story of every person is different. The, the financial story of every person is different. Some people are teachers. Some people are nurses. Some people are doctors. The financial income of those families are going to be different. And maybe a family makes, you know, $200,000 income a year. Well, if I'm making 55000 a year, I can't live like a $200,000 income. I just can't. That, that's not within my means. And so that the number one advice that I would give is just basically realize where am I at in my debt journey? Where am I at financially? And why do I have to feel like I need to compete and keep up? Before we close, do you have anything you want to end with? Yeah, well, and just just building on what you just said there is, in First Timothy 6, Paul talks about, obviously, it's don't love money. And he also talks about, though, contentment. Yeah. And what you were just saying is that's be content. The idea of contentment is, hey, I'm good with my lot in yeah. life. However much I have, however little I have, if what I have increases by a lot or if what I have uh, decreases by a lot, right? I'm good with what I got. right? And it's just, and if we're constantly comparing ourselves to someone else's lifestyle, we're not content. Yeah. And so that's, that's the challenge there is, like you said, is to, to work on being content with the lot we have in life. Yeah. However much however little. Hey, you know, at the recording of this, we don't know who's going to win the, the championship in our league yet, uh, but it's looking good for me after week one, um, which it means nothing. But, you know, it's looking really good right now. I had the highest scoring team, and I actually played Jamison, and I, I got a little lucky because Jamison had Aaron Rodgers on his team, and if you know anything about football, week one was not kind to Aaron Rodgers. Really, the last two years, it's not been kind. But uh, ultimately, Jamison and I, we really, you know, love and appreciate each other, and I'm glad that we have the opportunity to work together in this regard. Don't forget to check the show notes for all of our information. Check out Asking God Why every Friday, and that that's a program that I'd highly recommend that you look into. Jamison puts a lot of time and effort, and uh, I don't know what Jamison's Season 3 is. I don't know if he knows what his Season 3 is yet, but if he doesn't, then you'll find out. It's going on right now. Yeah. And, uh you know, but season three um, is going to be great, you know, and I'm really thankful. Now, next week, I'm going to tell you something about Jameson, uh, another thing about Jameson that maybe you don't know, but you got to tune in to find out what his favorite college football team is. Okay. Are you ready? See you next week. But don't forget, let's please God now so our eternity is far better.
What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, And please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.